We learned this week that Donald Trump may not have been entirely straightforward in certain aspects of his business dealings. Yes, shocked as you are, etc. We learned that a New York judge had ruled ahead of a looming trial that Trump and his two thickest children had indeed been telling considerable whoppers for many years about the value of various Trump organisation assets, the better to secure loans and avoid tax. We learned that among other liberties taken with reality, Trump had overvalued his Florida redoubt of Mar-a-Lago by some 2,300%, though unclear whether he was factoring in the value of boxloads of classified documents. Thank you. And claimed that the penthouse of Trump Tower was three times its actual size. Granted that these miscalculations do sound like the results of asking Eric to do the maths, but the beak was unimpressed, pronouncing as follows, as read by Monocle's unimpressed beak's desk chief, Jack Simpson. The documents here clearly contain fraudulent valuations. This is a fantasy world. We learned that his honour was not done there, fining five Trump attorneys $7,500 each for arguments deemed preposterous and conduct considered obstreperous. This week's What We Learned is brought to you by the words preposterous and obstreperous, both of which are excellent words, nearly as good as gubernatorial, and you remember how much we all enjoyed that. Gubernatorial. 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 Yeah. Gubernatorial. That's a good part of my vocabulary. I'll use that, yeah. As soon as possible. Anyway, we learned that the figure at the centre of this flap had, as usual, a great many sane, coherent and completely normal things to say. But on the other hand, their windmills are causing whales to die in numbers never seen before. Nobody does anything about that. They're washing up and show. I saw it this weekend. Three of them came up. They wouldn't... You wouldn't see it once a year. Now they're coming up on a weekly basis. The windmills are driving them crazy. They're driving... So we learned that windmills are luring whales to their deaths, something which few had hitherto suspected on the grounds that it isn't happening. But if we have learned one thing from Trump's career in public life, it's to be grateful for the outbursts of unhinged whimsy, as they are at least preferable to the eruptions of violent menace, from one of which we this week learned, and we are not making this up, that he favours the execution of General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. (coughs) We also learned that similar sentiments had been expressed by Arizona Republican Congressman Paul Gosar for some reason. That reason probably being that Congressman Gosar is a paranoid simpleton, and while there is therefore no real reason to care what Congressman Gosar thinks about anything, always nice to have an excuse to dig out the attack ad made on behalf of Gosar's opponent in 2018 by Gosar's own siblings. And he's not listening to you, and he doesn't have your interests at heart. My name is Tim Gosar. David Gosar. Grace Gosar. Joan Gosar. Gaston Gosar. Jennifer Gosar. Paul Gosar is my brother. My brother. And I endorse Dr. Brill. Dr. Brill wholeheartedly endorsed Dr. David Brill for Congress. But we learned that the Republican Party, indeed the field contesting the Republican Party's presidential nomination, contains at least one yet more audacious thinker, i.e. inexplicable billionaire and revenge of the nerds Vivek Ramaswamy, who wants to reset the US presidents who haven't ordered an invasion of Mexico flip counter, currently standing at 36 in a streak dating back to James K. Polk. We can help you, Mexico, regain your sovereignty from the Mexican drug cartels who are spilling over into our own homeland here. 
But if you don't do it, then we will come in and get the job done ourselves. Because the fact of the matter is, it's like if you have a neighbor who has a dog that comes over to your yard and keeps biting your family members repeatedly. If they keep repeatedly doing that, at some point you can take a shotgun and shoot that dog. That's legitimate, legal, morally, ethically justified. All of which we learned or surmised might well have been enough to inculcate in someone who takes American diplomacy seriously a severe case of the blues, or as it proved, a case of the severe blues, as incumbent Secretary of State Anthony Blinken mounted the stage at some State Department wingding. In fairness, and though it is hard to entirely trust a fellow who plays a Stratocaster, not a bad swing at Willie Dixon's Hoochie Coochie Man there, but we also learned that Blinken was not the only current or former office holder to have prompted consternation via the performance of extracurricular exertions. For we learned that the former president of Zambia, Edgar Lungu, has been banned from... jogging. Specifically from political jogging, which is the worst kind of jogging. We learned that Mr. Lungu has been forbidden from his regular Saturday jog on the grounds that it was attracting crowds sufficient to constitute a political demonstration, thereby fueling speculation that he is. Oh, no. Running for office and persisting with the motif of stories obviously shoehorned into a satirical weekly news review to tee up a lumberingly obvious payoff. We learned that a Russian geographical expedition, or that was their story anyway, etc., sailing to Franz Josef Land in the high Arctic had suffered one of the less dignified mishaps in the annals of maritime exploration, losing their landing craft to an assault by walruses. If you have ever wondered what a Russian geographical expedition being assaulted by walruses sounds like, do we now have a treat for you? Which we hope will atone for your disappointment that we found ourselves unable on this occasion to rise above the punchline about Navy SEALs. Boo! For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.